everyone. It's Leanne from the Alberta Motorcycle Safety Society and welcome to Think Bike, a podcast about all things motorcycle and the voice of motorcycle safety and awareness in Alberta. This is our season finale. So what I will say is we have talked about a whole bunch of tips and myths on gear, maintenance, techniques, education, and a lot more with our very informed guests all through season one. Today, season finale episode, yay. I am sitting with VP Marty Forbes and our producer Bryn Griffiths to talk about season one of Think Bike and a little bit more. Hi guys. Hello. Hello <laughs> that was in unison. Yeah, it was. <laughs> So, <laughs> hey, can I just say before we get going here, what a beautiful summer it was weather-wise, even though it's a little chilly today. Yes, um, we had quite the heat waves this summer. It uh, made it for some ungodly riding and lovely weather to go on trips. But here we are in the month of November. I can't believe that your whole season has gone by so quick. Bikes are asleep now. So yes, they are. Sad, sad, sad faces. Don't say anything loud. You might wake them up. Marty's got his other toys out now, so it's all good. Yeah, exactly. Year round. <laughs> it's sled weather. <laughs> <laughs> so season one, um, Bryn, as our producer, what did you think of your very first season of a motorcycle-related podcast? Well, it's funny. We were on that one podcast, and, and I viewed it from me as somebody who has never ridden except on the back of a bike. And I, I explained how important it was for me as I listened to the podcast through the summer to view it from the perspective as a driver of a vehicle, like a car. And I learned an awful lot. And I'm going to go back over what we talked about months ago, and that is that I've now started to appreciate the speed and which the rate of the bike getting to my vehicle is way faster than I ever could have imagined. Right. And then the Even other thing, we're not speeding. No, exactly. It's just, I think as a, a, somebody who just drives a vehicle, a car, you sometimes are very easy to underestimate how fast that motorbike gets from point A to point B. And then the other one is obviously left-hand turns, which we've been talking about long before we started doing this podcast. Left-hand turns for vehicles, you've got to be really, really conscious of speed and also making sure you do that left-hand turn in a safe manner. Absolutely. And then Marty is, of course, our VP of AMSS and, and a big media guy for, I won't even say how many years because it's been, it's been a minute. But, I mean, from your perspective, Marty, like, we, we had tried podcasting a few years ago, and as we had talked about, we were probably ahead of our time, and you felt strongly, now was the time, partnered us with Bryn. What's your take on season one? How do you think it went? Yeah, I'm an early adapter. I like, I like studying. I'm the one who had a 32-pound Betamax that cost me $2,800. But the, the magic of what podcasting does is it's a, it's a club for members. It's a place where we can do extended interviews with guest experts that people can listen to at any time. And I used to use in some of my, my training seminars, it's kind of like being on a surfboard. If you lean too forward, you're going to fall in. If you lean too far back, you're going to fall in. If you're right there at the right time on that wave. And that's what I think we've discovered. Bryn and I have been talking podcasts for five years and, and waiting and waiting and trying to find every angle to do these things. And he's captured just 
just this this beautiful system to allow us to get our messaging out. And I get when when I've been writing since 1968 and listen to one of our podcasts and get a tip that either I didn't know or I got reminded about James McCarthy last week or a couple of weeks back. I said to him, James, <laughs> you just reminded me of something that I take so for granted that now I'm going to take, you know, pay more attention to it. So being able to do podcasting and have this club grow and grow and grow and add to the credibility of what we've built in the market over the last six years has been tremendous. And do either of you guys have like, is there an episode that really stood out for you? Like I'll, I'll start. I mean, for me, it's, it's, it's really hard to, to narrow it down. I mean, we talked to like so many people about so many important things that, you know, like spring and fall maintenance and all this different education stuff and taking it to the track and gear. And I think one of my highlights and this may come off brown nosing, but it's not intended to was being able to sit down and have a conversation with the minister of transportation. For me, that was a highlight for so many reasons. For one, it showed that respect that we have for each other, for what we're doing and and his willingness. And, And it was an easy ask. It wasn't even like, well, we have to think about this. It was, yeah, I'm on. When do you want to do this? But the other part of it was the whole Think Bike podcast was made possible because of some funding that they gave us. And so to have all of that kind of come together and allow us to do this was like huge for, for me anyway. Um, Marty, do you have a favorite episode that really stood out for you? Well, I'm going to jump in on the end there because you're exactly right. We would we would ha- have a hard time getting a hold of the Minister of Transportation at any time to say, can I have one minute, let alone two minutes? And what we found out through the whole process when he was on there, A, he's a rider, been a longtime rider, and he's a gold wing rider and loves riding with his with his son. So all of a sudden, we have we have four points sitting back going, wow, he's one of us. He's, he's not a minister, he's caring, and he helped make a donation to allow this podcast to happen and now we have a switch in our minister of transportation as he went on to just be municipal affairs and we'll build that relationship with the new minister and see where we can go from there yeah, my, my highlight, I like getting windows be too well thrown out of my comfort zone. And when I had to do the one with the two ladies at the track, I was freaking. It's a good one. And, yeah, and I and I go into this, you know, all the prep in the world, but you can't get out of some of your old school thinking. And these ladies were the exact opposite of what I thought. And they were, they were dynamic. And I highly enjoyed just chatting with them and then learning more about ladies on a motorcycle on a racetrack it was really cool yeah grace and trisha are are super human beings and so are all the ladies of the amra i enjoyed that one as well because i got to do part one with john and brian who are the president vice president of the amra and then threw it to you to to chat with the ladies which you know we like to be diverse in our stuff and try and keep things gender neutral so Bryn what about you do you have a favorite episode I have two actually that that stick out for me and and like I said there are some people who say gee that podcast is just for riders and I disagree because I said I'm not a rider I'm a driver of a car and so I've viewed these podcasts completely different and yet so educational for me as a car driver 
But the two that really stand out for me, one, there was an episode. I don't know. I don't remember exactly when it was, but it was about group riding. Mm-hmm. And they explained how you staggered. And so now every time I go by a group of motorcyclists, I see how they're staggered. And, and it just gives me a much better perspective on how I might, as a car driver, have to go around them or how I would have to slow down. How would I know that they're seeing me? All that kind of stuff. I'm seeing it from a different perspective. So the group riding one was really uh, a bit of an eye-opener for me. And the other one was how to approach a collision scene. Because that isn't just for motorcyclists. That's for everybody. Everybody's got to learn how to approach a, a collision scene and what you should be doing or how to you know minimize the panic or minimize the shock. Make sure that everybody is looked after before first responders get there. So those are the two that stuck out for me. Yeah, and a big thank you to Corporal Brian Johansson for for sitting in from the RCMP, the Alberta RCMP, on that one. Um, we learned a lot in that episode, and you're right, Bryn. It doesn't just have to do with it's any collision out there, um, you know, fiery tanker crashes that are near your house. <laughs> you know, it that happened matter. to Marty about a month and a half ago. Yes, yeah, it is how you approach those if you're if you're first on scene, and and you know, it's it's such a great great tips in there for anybody. Well, I just want to jump in on that one too, because just because motorcyclists get into an accident and there's a scene, it doesn't mean me as a driver is going to just drive right by. I want to do and help out how I can to make sure that everybody is okay. So I thought that that was a a great episode that really touched all the bases for me anyway. Yeah. And then we followed that one up with a motorcycle first aid one, which again, first aid applies to anybody it just because there is now a motorcycle specific first aid course that basic first aid is still there so you know it's it's something everybody can learn whether you ride or not but so if we let's switch gears for a second because marty and i we have this thing where throughout the season um anytime that we hear about collisions or fatalities we get on the phone with each other, texting each other, kind of talking about everything. And I don't know, should we kind of sum up? I, I, I understand this, this episode is airing in November. We recorded it a while ago, so we can really only go on what our statistics were at the time of recording. Should we get into it, Marty, a little bit? Yeah, I, and I think, you know, that's the mandate of, of why we do that is we try to craft enough information so that you and I can figure out how to do our proper messaging next year. Now, th- this year and last year with the pandemic, all the rules were changed. And so we have to, you know, somehow assemble what our messaging is under and take out some of these conditions where, I mean, uh, the pandemic, people are stayed home. They were working from home. They weren't riding as much. The, uh, you know, the construction in the two major cities has just been horrible. You, it, you, you can't speed. It's very, very difficult. Uh, we got off to a horrible start of the year. And I think, I think the messaging that has really stuck with me over what we've learned is that uh, you couldn't get trained last year. You had a hard time getting training this year because the classes all filled up. And I think a great number of people just said, out oh, of heck with it, I, I'm just going to go on my own. 
And you cannot explain to people just a simple motion of why your brain works the way it does with curves and turns. And I think the one that you and I chatted about, you know, right off the bat and took 12 seconds to figure out was the young man who, who passed away on the Yellowhead. And uh, it was his second or third day owning a motorcycle on first a turn. time on it. First time third on day it. owning it. Yeah. Yeah, you and I could go around that corner illegally at about a hundred and he probably was about half that speed and missed it. So it's, it's us trying to learn, um, you know, what's going on in the industry and around us to do our messaging. And it's getting harder and harder to get really good facts. And I think, I mean, the last couple that I read, uh, you know, the, the media tagged the thing with alcohol may have been drugs and alcohol may have been a factor that doesn't help us. We don't know whether it was the rider. We don't know if it was the vehicle. We don't know, you know how drunk, how high, whatever, and all that uh, until you see, I think it was the Wobbamum one where the man lost his life to, without wearing a helmet and uh, runs into a curb. But in, in a long way around, the messaging that I'm looking forward to, to trying to convey next year is, you know, it, it's our responsibility. We, we don't have the final numbers, but like it's at least 90 to 95% of the deaths this year were what were are described as, as uh, you know, self-caused. Okay? Yeah, so... so rider, rider caused. Right, so like the numbers that we have at the time of recording of the 16 collisions that killed 17 people, um, six were single vehicle, 10 were multi-vehicle, but six of the 10 multi-vehicle were deemed the rider's fault. So 12 out of 16 of the collisions, again, are rider error. And like whether it's fault or error, wording sort of yes matters on that but it's it's similar to last year and that's super frustrating well, super frustrating where they're, where they're coming from they're not the major cities i was just going to point that out that's, yeah, that's, three. A, that's just through me so you've got to try to figure out why is that happening well so, yeah 16 collisions three of which were in three fatalities were in cities two in calgary one in edmonton 13 are out in rural yeah Right. And I mean, just last week, thank goodness, because we don't usually hear after these accidents what what the outcome is with charges. But the lady in, I think it was the Cochrane uh, scenario that killed two or three people. Uh, killed two that was, um, sorry, I just, I'll, I I'll it find it for you. I'll yeah, find it, it for you. Anyway, she, she has been charged with about eight different drunk driving charges. That was back in June. Killed one man, 43 years old, by Cremona. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So there's an awful lot of, of you know, in, in Edmonton, uh, what month was it? September, I guess. In, uh, in two days, there were two different drunk driving deaths on the rural highways, uh, not motorcycles, but vehicles. But there's more and more distracted driving and drunk driving. And when bikers are just out for an innocent ride on a beautiful day, that's very scary. Yeah, it's uh, absolutely, you know, and then we look at the age range and the youngest person that was that was killed that we know of was 21 and the oldest was 62. Um you know, the highest grouping again is that 30 to 49. Like that was, it's very much the same as, as 2020. And 
you know, how do we, and again, if you go by the type of bikes, Marty, it's like, it's still predominantly an equal cruiser to sport bike type of scenario. And so everything is literally 2020 happened again in 2021. Well, well, so it, it makes it very, very difficult. I know early in the year, <laughs> you face some criticism from somebody saying, oh, quit preaching to the bikers. And it, it actually made me look back at all of our messaging. And you and I chatted a long time ago about never doing that. And we don't. We, we are out there trying to get as much information for people to understand, share the road and, and in our messaging. But, uh, but the riders are going to have to take way more responsibility for their own safety uh, down the road. Pardon the well, and that that particular instance was uh, that particular rider was upset that we were putting out statistics that are factual that he thought were we were making them up to support the vehicle driving community. And they're like, look how dangerous motorcycles are. We can't make this stuff up like this is actually what happened. And if you have a hard time seeing that, then you're part of the problem, because as you said, Marty, at the end of the day, traffic safety starts with each road user. That means it starts with me. It starts with you. It starts with Bryn as a car driver. It starts with each of us to make sure we are following the rules of the road, putting ourselves in the right place and getting ourselves home safely. There, and that's as preachy as yeah, I'm going to get. There's a, there's one factor here too. And, and you know, the, the person who I live with is very nervous in the passenger seat constantly. And it's because she says, how is it that you can trust people while you're driving? And I said, you know what? That's probably the most important word when it comes to driving any vehicle. You have to have trust, but it's got to start on the home front first. You have to make sure that you're trustworthy, that you're, that you're driving in a trustworthy manner. And then you got to hope, crossing your fingers and hoping that everybody else is going to view the, the art of driving, be it a motorbike, be it a car or a truck, that everybody's going to follow the same, the same route, if you know what I mean. It, so... I, I, uh, I, I just don't know what I can say about that. And then you watch one person whiz by you in any mode of transportation and it takes a little bit of your trust factor away and it's a shame, but it's the, I think it all starts with it. You have to be trustworthy as a driver of any vehicle. And if I can add to that though, Bryn, just because one person whizzes by you on whatever mode of transportation, yes. do not equate that to the entire community that drives or rides that type of those bikers Ooh, those those pickup truck people Ooh. here's here's a sad stat again six pedestrians have died in the streets of edmonton being hit by a car two on a motorcycle which is more dangerous walking on the streets or a motorcycle it's a thing a perception thing we fight forever yeah, absolutely. I mean, just because we're on two wheels, we're loud, we're noisy, we're or irresponsible, four. we're, you know, we're really, we're, you know, media people, we're human resource professionals, we're accountants, doctors, we're just people trying to enjoy pastime much like you would golf. Yes. You and, know? And, and the other thing too is I don't trust walkers these days because I've seen, <laughs> I honestly, I've seen people walk off the curb at intersections just because it turns green and they're staring at, at their mobile device. And I'm thinking, you know what? There's one time I wouldn't be staring at my mobile device and it's while I'm crossing a street. So yeah. it, once again, that trustworthiness, has, it's not just people who are behind a wheel or are, are driving any mode of tra transportation. People who are walking also have to have a little bit of 
trust and they've got to be trustworthy as well. Can I also say one thing? Cause I know we're going to run out of time and I won't get a chance to say it. Feedback is so essential from people. Leanne, I'm going to ask you, are you getting enough emails from people and what kind of feedback are we getting for our podcast? Because we're going to shut her down a little bit here. People can go back and listen to old episodes, but I don't want people to think that they can't get a hold of you in January or February as we start to gear up again for a spring. Oh, absolutely. You know, the, the feedback that I have personally received, whether it's through our Facebook or Instagram or through email has been, you know, it's been great because yes, we got a little bit of criticism. Um, at the start, we were figuring out some sound things and then we fixed you, Bryn, you fixed something. And like the, after that first episode aired where we fixed whatever the sound quality was, it was like, Oh, that's so much better. And so there's like repeat listeners out there, which is great. And who aren't afraid to say, you know, I didn't really like that topic or, Hey, have you guys thought about this? Or, you know, I, the good, the bad, the ugly, bring it all to us. Like we look at everything and don't just, Oh, they're poo pooing. I, sorry, I had to. (laughs) They're poo pooing our podcast. But at the end of the day, we're just trying to provide some information from credible sources and everybody out there has a say in what we do on our podcast. If you use poo-pooing one more time, (laughs) you're going to get it. You're really going to get it. (laughs) There's been a lot of fun words over this season one, but um, yeah, no, the feedback has been great, but let's talk about really quickly season two, really hoping we can bring this back for a season two. And if we do, what do you guys want to see? Or like, Marty, what do you want to see in season two? Uh, again, just keeping reacting to the current conditions that we have. I know we uh, we actually work harder over the winter than we do in the summer <laughs> with our preparation for the launch and, and uh, everything that we have to do. But we're also uh, working on a big project for the end of June next year that we think is going to be really, really exciting and, and really a lot of fun. So we won't blow the whistle on that one quite yet. But Well, no, you can say for the love of motorcycles. We can say for the love of motorcycles. It's it's going to be very cool. But no, we please communicate with us. The, the best thing we can do is, is go source the information that you need and that you want to find out about. And we, we have, if there is such a thing, a large Rolodex. We have large Rolodexes. We have lots of good contacts in trusted areas of the motorcycle uh, business and sport. So we'd be happy to source those out. So talk to us. Yeah. And with that, I would really like to send a sincere thank you to all of our corporate members who participated, all of the training schools that we work very closely with that participated, all of our, our friends and, you know, government, the police agencies, you know, industry, we've had, we reach every corner of the motorcycle community in Alberta with such amazing guests that can come on and they're all willing to, it's like, it's not even a, we don't have to beg. They're like, yeah, we're in, when do you want to do this? So ask us and we'll find you the right answers. There's, there's, listening to what have everybody's opinion on social media. And then there's listening to people who are going to give you, you know, the best answer for you. So, and from my standpoint, you want the podcast to continue to get bigger and bigger and bigger. You guys have done a great job on content. 
but we want more and more people to hear it. So it's essential, especially if people are on certain social media platforms. I'll use Twitter as an example. If somebody loves a particular episode or love all of the episodes, I'd like to think they'll retweet it to all of their friends and encourage them to retweet because that's what really does spread the message. Some people just stumble, stumbled on us this past year. Some people were very aware we were out there, but I think we can get bigger and better. And uh, I, I, I'm excited about an upcoming season. I think that's going to be fantastic. Well, and if you have a story to tell yourself about an experience that you had, reach out. Like it doesn't necessarily always have to be super safety driven. We did an episode with our media friends promoting charity events, like reach out to us. We, we want to be, we want to continue to grow as the hub of Alberta and be able to get all these stories out there. And, and we have the means to do so and let us help you. So, I don't. I don't Marty. mean to. I don't mean to poo-poo things, but we're running short. Oh, we're running short on time here. <laughs> Marty, any final thoughts before we sign off from season one? Just a big thank you to Bryn. He is so easy to work with, and uh, uh, all of all of the guests that I directed to him said the same thing as well. If if I had known it was that easy, <laughs> Bryn puts together a great production for us here and gets it all out in record time and. Uh, we couldn't have done it without them. Thanks. I, I will absolutely second that. This has been so much fun. And between the two of you working with me to help me rehone some skills I may have lost in the last couple of years, I really appreciate everything both of you have done. Thanks. Thanks, Bryn, Bryn, yes. Bryn, final thoughts? I should not have the final thoughts. You should. But I like okay. I said, I think it's been it's been a lot of fun. It's uh, been a pleasure working with you guys. I've learned a lot. And like I said, I don't ride. And that's been the best part of this. I don't listen to podcasts if I don't think that I'm going to learn something new every time I listen to a particular one. But uh, you guys have done a great job and you've hit the mark on every single one. Thank you. So we will hopefully continue that on for season two. Keep an eye out on all of our social media, whether it is Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, um, our website, ab-amss.org. We will have updates on season two and when we may be back on air with our podcasts. And I really hope that everybody has enjoyed season one. And uh, there's so many more topics that we need to tackle. And uh, we want to get all those done with all of our amazing partnerships. Or you could go back and listen to season one again. Yes, you could. you know, there's always that. Anyway, with that, I don't know if the motorcycle show in Calgary is going to happen or not, but if it does, we will be there and pop in, have a conversation. I'd like to always sign off with the Ride Smart, Ride Safe and Think Bike, but it's winter, so we'll see you out on the road in the spring. Thank you, everybody, for listening. They should calm down, those people. (laughs) 